Coming to you from the greatest city in the world, this is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Gary. And as always, thank you to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. Find fantastic podcasts at tangentboundnetwork.com and all your entertainment needs are at axtel.com. As I am sure everyone who listens to this show by now knows, I am a huge fan of the TV show Nashville. And of course, I am an unabashed lover of musical theater. Many a Broadway star has actually graced the former ABC show, which now airs on CMT. One such star is Kyle Dean Massey, who played Kevin Bix, an openly gay country songwriter and love interest to Will Lexington, played by Chris Carmack. Massey is also known for his star roles on Broadway in the hits Next to Normal, Wicked, and most recently, the 2014 revival of Pippin. Massey actually just returned from Seoul, South Korea, where he played the title character, or is it characters, in Jekyll and Hyde. He sat down with the production in the South Korean capital. I caught up with Massey over the phone during a busy day for him in New York City, one of his first since returning to the States. Having just played overseas for quite a while, he is eager to get back to his musical theater roots. He will do this with a series of shows at Feinstein's 54 Below. The shows are unique since they feature Massey and a band playing musical numbers, some of which he never performed in their original Broadway productions. And of course, there's a healthy dose of Nashville music too. The intimate concert run July 11th, 13th, and 15th. He will also perform again at Feinstein's 54 Below in September. Here now to tell us how musical theater has taken him around the world, our interview with Kyle Dean Massey. Kyle Dean Massey, welcome to Talk for Two. How are you today, sir? I'm great, thank you. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. You are the international traveler. <laughs> it's uh, True. We were talking before we started this. It's crazy. How did you get hooked up with doing a musical in Seoul, South Korea? That, that has to be a really interesting story. Honestly, it's not that interesting because it's kind of, it's, uh, kind of uh, baffling to me as well. It just came to me out of the blue. It came through. My agent just called and was like, uh, hey, you got this offer to do this. Do you want to do it? That's exactly how it happened. Oh, wow. I mean, it was that easy. Um, and uh, at first I was like, ooh, I don't know. That's a very long time in Korea because it actually toured mm-hmm. Korea. Um, but they said, hey, you can just do the Seoul portion. I said, okay, all right, let's do that. So I did. That's very cool. um, did you ever yeah. find out how they found you over there? Is it an American producer? Like what made them say no, we want Kyle Dane? No, completely Korean. I think uh, – I think the casting, the American casting director, when they were trying to find, they wanted to find a younger Jekyll for this production. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I came to mind. She she thought of me and pitched me to the producer. And I think the producer had seen me and had been her next to normal or something. And um, and that was that. It was, um, I kind of, that's what I pieced together at least. Yeah, Pippin. <laughs> Pippin, uh, was that the most recent thing you did on Broadway? Was was Pippin in twenty fourteen? Yeah, it was the most recent thing. Yeah, yeah, it's been. I was just saying, telling my agent, it's been about three years since I've done a Broadway show, which is strange because I had done a Broadway show every year for almost ten years straight. So That's it's crazy. been a while. That's crazy. Well, I think what happened is, correct me if I'm wrong on the timeline here, but both you and Patina Miller 
you you're in Pippin, and then you both go off and do television. You end up going over to Nashville, and uh, yes. she got Madam Secretary. Yes. Um, yeah, I actually um, I was coming to the end of my Pippin contract, and they had actually asked me to stay a little bit longer, and I my body was telling me no, you need to go because <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty worn out. Yeah, and uh, I think about a week after I said no, I was gonna be done, and I um. Since I was going to be then available, it was I think it was like my first audition that I was able to do after that. So it, it worked out great. Oh, wow. Really lucky. You know, Nashville, I'm actually, this is dorky, but I'm wearing the Na- on Nashville t-shirt today because it's, it's one of my favorite shows. I've been to three out of the four recent tours. I'm not sure if I'm going this year. Oh, nice. So you, it's just, it was just an audition. They didn't give you a call. Cause I mean, you're perfect for it. You're, you're, you're Southern. <laughs> you're, you know, it's the perfect, it was the perfect True. role for you. Did you, uh, well, thanks. What made you decide to hop on and uh, join the team down there in Tennessee? Well, I was like you, I was a fan of the show. I'd, I'd watched the show and was caught up on it and everything. And when the audition came through, um, I remember, um, calling my manager and being like, I'm, I'm booking this role. This is me. This is like completely me, <laughs> totally through and through. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that was it. I mean, I had uh, a taped audition and mm-hmm. had a taped callback audition and that was it. it. It had to be interesting. I'm so curious to know because I, I've wondered this about another uh, sort of team, homosexual team on another show, Eric Stone Street and Jesse Tyler Ferguson. It was kind of uh-huh. the same thing where – um, you're gay, you're openly gay, um, uh-huh. and Chris Carmack was is straight. And I'm very uh-huh. curious, from a respectful point of view, you know, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, yeah. but about the work, how you guys approach the work being this couple. It was such an interesting, really cool thing to see, but I'm curious what went on behind the scenes in terms of how you guys approached it. Um, you know, I don't think it was really any different than anything. I mean... Kind of the same as when I've played straight roles in the past. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I honestly don't even consider it. You just kind of think that that's the person that you love in that in that scene. Um, and it was that was really it. I mean, as far as like um, like a behind the scenes dynamic or something like that. Um, he's terrific. I mean, he's great. We spend a lot of time together, hanging out, and uh, his uh, got to know his girlfriend really well and. Um, they're just, you know, he just, he get he gets it and he identifies with, the, um, with the whole idea of it all. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. like a very pro gay rights kind of guy. And so mm-hmm. he, he, he believed kind of the story that was being shared and told. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting because you had, um, Billy Gilman and Ty Herndon and all of that stuff uh-huh. kind of happening in the shadow. And it's told, true. And yeah. That storyline. So, yeah. So, yeah. Now, how does it feel after being overseas for so long? How does it feel to be back in New York? <laughs> Great. I think things I've taken for granted um, before um, seem more precious now, for sure. Yeah. Um, number one, air quality. That's, that's <laughs> the main thing, really. Like, having to wear a mask almost every day was tough. Um, so coming back to New- it's funny. You don't really think, oh, New York City, clean air. But um, <laughs> compared it, to it actually is. Yeah, very clean compared um, no, it's, it's really nice being back. Um, you know, it's just, um, you know, your creature comforts getting to, of course I just got married last year. And so mm-hmm. being away from my husband for four months was not fun at all. Yeah. Um, and he was actually starring in a show here in New York during the exact same time I was away. So 
he was he was able to come over for a week, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was really just one week. Yeah. So that that it's been nice just to kind of be back home and settle down and oh, see him and the dogs right. and all that good stuff. That's wonderful. And I did want to say congratulations. I saw that you guys got Thank married you. in October. What a beautiful time to get married, huh? Just, just it was perfect. We actually got married in Palm Springs, so it was still like summertime there, actually. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, it was great. It was a lovely, lovely wedding ceremony. That's wonderful. You're back. You're going to be doing something at Feinstein's Fifty Four Below. I've been really. Yeah. I read the description on the website. I'm not quoting it verbatim, but I need this explained to me in your words. You're singing songs from shows. Tell me if I got this right. From shows that you were in, but were not your character songs. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, ish, sort of. That's kind of <laughs> the really basic thing, you know. Um, that's kind of been the title of my show since I started doing these concerts and. Sometimes they are just songs that I sing in shows, but it's for one reason or another that show either had a, um, at one point in my life had been uh, not as not not a successful moment or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, however, this this show that I'm going to be doing in July is is going to be an, a, a revamped version of the ones that I did there last year. So it's going to be quite different. I think it's going to be uh, more updated. There's going to be a lot more music. And, um, but there will still be kind of the songs that were not, and, uh, and actually a few new ones too, okay. a few new songs that were not. Yeah. So cool. that's kind of the basic thing with these, with these concerts, you know, I mean, really it's just kind of an, a, a chance to be in a small room with, with, with like an audience of a hundred to 200 people. And mm-hmm. it's, they're always different. They're always, um, they always feel like just like a conversation with the audience. That's what's so fun about them. Just the intimate nature of these. So, um, that's kind of what it's about. It's just getting to share an evening together hear some music do you find people try to request i don't know you know the format of it if it's loose enough that you take requests but do you find that people try to get you to do something from wicked or something from pippin will they you know call absolutely things? yeah especially um you know like uh, not necessarily in new york not at like feinstein's it's low below but in the outside markets mm-hmm. um they are very insistent that you perform songs from your broadway shows they are very insistent on that mm-hmm. um and you know the thing is, like, um, I have very fond memories of 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 all the Broadway shows I've done. But mm-hmm. you know, you've I, I've also sung those songs thousands and thousands of times. <laughs> so they're they're not necessarily like what I want to sing on a concert, but I understand that people want to hear them. So sometimes I'll sing like a shorter version of it, or maybe I'll tell a story that kind of um, explains the song in a new way. You know, but um, yeah, there's the fine line of giving people what they want and. And also kind of getting to do what, what you want to do, what kind of defines you as a as a performer. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because people outside of New York, you know, New York is in, is this wonderful, beautiful bubble of people that love theater and, and are well-versed in it. And then, you you know, people outside of the outside of the city, they get uh, they get excited when somebody like you comes to their town because they get they get it so rarely uh, that I could that makes sense to me. I'm curious, though. Are you finding are people requesting some of the stuff that you did on Nashville, or do you try to keep it just Broadway? And yeah, no. The thing is, I didn't. I never got to sing on Nashville because mm-hmm. I played a songwriter on right. that show, and so for me, I actually want to sing songs from Nashville because I love the music from Nashville, and I have um, been performing a song that like my character wrote. Um, so which I one is like that? I, I swear you once you say the name. Broken the... Song is the one I probably do the oh, most. Wow. Um, yes. I love the song. It's beautiful. I played the song on the show. So I, I mean, I knew how to play it and everything. I had to learn the song, but, um, mm-hmm. it, um, 
yes, I um, I think people are happy when I do sing something from it. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I I, I I didn't get the chance to do it either. <laughs> because it has a wide reach. Well, with this uh, with this with this concert, it's these people. They don't uh, since it only does seat about two hundred. Don't worry if you can't get tickets because there's more than one chance you're doing three shows. Yes. Or three nights. Uh, I'm actually I've added two more performances, so I'm actually doing five total. There will be two, uh, three in July, and then two in September. Yes, yes, that's 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 really exciting. I mean, does it does it feel better when it's when it's like a residency and you're not doing something? I know you were just in Mississippi. Is it is it easier yeah. when it's you can do a couple different shows in the same location? Is it more fun? Um, it does. Yeah, it definitely like makes it easier because you. You kind of, um, it's the same show. That's mm-hmm. the thing when you do take the shows kind of out on the road, you, um, it's a little bit different in every venue. So when you do get to sit and do multiple performances, it's nice because you do get to kind of settle into a bit of a groove. That's mm-hmm. nice. That's wonderful. You make each, uh, you said it's the same show, but um, when you sit down, do you try to make uh, every uh, different performances, the different performances different each night, or uh, do you stick to the same set list? Um, it's, you know, sometimes, um, things vary from the the first couple shows. Like you might, it might be running a little long. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be the only reason I'd, I would cut a song. Like it's usually always the same set list. Um, you know, kind of what happens between is up for debate, um, <laughs> what comes out of my mouth. But, um, but yeah, usually it's the same set list. Cause, um, luckily in the New York shows, you know, I have a full band, so that's, what's really terrific. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a little bit better experience usually in these Outside markets, it's just you and a piano. Um, and so in New York, we have the luxury of having a band. So it's a fuller sound. It's a little bit, uh, bit of more of a complete show in that regard. So I'm curious. Let's, let's stop talking in general. What songs, you can either titles or just genres in musical theater or genres that you've been exposed to growing up, what, what kind of music do you absolutely love to play and you're looking down the set list and you're, you're really excited that this song is coming up? <laughs> um, you know, that's a tricky question because I, I, I like so many different types of music. I think when it comes down to it for me, it's about the melody and the lyric. Um, I usually start with the lyric first. If it's a lyric that I love that catches me, that mm-hmm. kind of makes me want to sing the song. Um, and then if it's a beautiful melody, um, that's even better. Um, with this show, I have a new MD that I'm working with and we're we're kind of mashing up some things and putting some things together. So I might be singing like, a Sondheim song that's mashed up with like a top 40 kind of thing. Um, And those things are fun because they feel like they're yours. You know, it feels like you're not just kind of singing a karaoke version of something, something that's been arranged for you and has like a different kind of spin on it. Those are the most fun things to do because you feel like you're um, presenting something that people know, but they've never quite heard it that way. So there's an excitement to that. That's a, that is exciting, what, and I'm assuming that's the approach you took when you did the revamping. Can you take us inside a little bit of what you decided to move around and shake up with your new MD? You talked about that a couple minutes ago. Yeah, you know, I think um, I actually wanted to add more music to the show. Um, there was a lot more kind of setting up the stories. A lot of the storytelling was a bigger part in the first show that I did, and um, I think the storytelling is is really fun and helps set up the songs quite a bit. But um, I wanted to sing more music this time. I wanted to fit more music into the show, um, and so that's kind of where we've gone with it. This and he's um, he is just a great. He's he's like one of those kind of like walking music libraries and, and like pull 
that's the million songs out of nowhere and be like, Oh, we should do this. We should do this. So, um, <laughs> so that's been really fun getting to work with him. That's really cool. It sounds like these arrangements are going to be really, really great. My last question for you before we let you go here, I know you've had a very busy day running around in New York city. I'm sure you want to get home. <laughs> uh, my last question for you is uh, what's your advice to people that want to work in musical theater and, and have a career like what you've had? You know, the advice that I've always given is training. Like, I think that's such a big thing. Um, and it really never ends. You know, you kind of, you, you get into the business and you think that, oh, you know, you're starting a Broadway show. I'm good at this point. But I think everyone still has voice teachers and still working on trying to maintain and, and continually get better. That's usually the best advice I have. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a more of a craft, I guess, than a career, something you're always trying to get better at doing. So, um, so that's my most that's my that's my biggest advice. Wonderful. Well, Kyle Dean Massey, I can't tell you how big a fan I am of yours and I'm excited for this show and I'm so glad that you'll be sitting down and people have more than uh, one chance to catch you in New York City. Thank you so much. All right, it's been great talking with you. Thank you so much. Kyle Dean, thank you so much for your time. I know it was a very, very busy day for you when we went to do this. I'm just glad we found the time we could do it, and I am thrilled you are back in the States, safe and sound, and ready to perform for your fans here in New York. Everybody, check out the links below to get your tickets for his concerts at Feinstein's 54 Below. They run July 11th, 13th, and 15th with more in September. That's it for us today. Thanks again to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. Stay tuned to TalkForTwo.com as well as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more from the number one performing arts podcast. Reach out by emailing TalkForTwoCast at gmail.com and talk about us on social media using hashtag T-A-L-K-F-O-R-T-W-O. Signing off for Talk For Two, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com.